book of Romans chapter 4 and verse 17. As it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Who against hope, everybody say against hope. Who against hope believed in hope. That he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded, say that with me, fully persuaded (laughs) that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about this today. When hope arises. When hope arises. Put your Bibles down. Lift your hands to the Lord and ask God to touch us in this place. To make our soil fertile for the word of the Lord. Would you do that right now? Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. God bless you. Thank you for your worship. When hope arises, I don't think that it's any secret today that we serve a God who makes every impossibility possible. Jesus told some folks one time, With man, this is impossible. But with God. Now watch this here. You know what that means? That means man with God. That doesn't mean just God in the process. That means man with God. God, I need somebody to help me right now. I want to tell you, God wants to do the impossible for you, but you've got to join him in the effort. You've got to release your faith to trust God that what seems impossible is about to become a possibility. We serve a God who creates things out of nothing. I, I, believe, I believe that in the days to come that we're going to experience a revival of recreation. I didn't say recreation. Of recreation. So what do you mean, Bishop? I mean that there are circumstances and situations even in our own bodies, 
that the doctors say are impossible and irreparable. Stay with me right now. And I believe that we're about to experience a revival of the supernatural and that God is going to begin to recreate organs. So I don't know about that, Bishop. Well, I'll tell you this. If he did it the first time, he can do it again, and he knows just exactly what. Come on. He put it all in his hands, uh, and he created it the first time. Make no mistake, he can put that kidney, he can put that heart, he can put that lung back in his hands uh, and recreate it and make it work just like it worked in the beginning. I wish somebody believed me right now. You see, what we need right now is to understand that there is hope that God will touch us But when hope arises, God will touch us. I believe that God's able to recreate relationships. He's about to put marriages back together. He's about to put parents and children back together. Sons and daughters with mothers and dads. Come on, somebody. I believe that God is about to move and recreate a companionship in his presence to those who have suffered loss. God is about to restore and recreate joy and peace and happiness in your life again. We serve a God who gives life back to the dead. And he is a faithful God. He delivers what he promises without fail. Brother Jordan touched a little bit on it this morning. Just because it's not happening today doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just because it's not operating in your time frame doesn't mean that God's still not working. Occasionally around here we sing a song that goes something like, even when you can't see it, he's working. Even when you can't feel it, he's working. Come on, somebody. I know you might not feel like it this morning. You might not see it this morning, but I've come on this Sunday morning to tell somebody He's still working on your behalf. Come on, the miracle's on the way. The answer's on the way. Yeah, would somebody shout a little bit with me this morning? I feel the Holy Ghost up in here trying to help somebody to bring hope back in your life again. You're not hopeless. You're not helpless. God is working for your good. I am convinced today that God is interested in where we are. The Bible tells us about Abraham. Abraham hoped against hope. 
the Bible said. For the manifestation of the promise of God to him. And it happened accordingly. Tell your neighbor you can't give up hope. Today, we don't hope against hope. Watch now. We hope against hope in Christ Jesus. Oh, a couple of you got it. Let me say it again. We don't hope against hope. We hope against hope in Christ Jesus. I'm going to talk to somebody. This might not be for everybody, but I'm telling you, when hope arises, your miracle happens. When hope arises, your answer comes. When hope arises, your eyes get open and you begin to see more clearly the revelation and the vision that God is trying to open up to you. When hope arises, the church has revival. When hope arises, vision comes to pass. You know why? Because we're not hoping in a system. My hope is not in a world system. My hope is not in an economic system. My hope is not in man. My hope is in Christ Jesus. We hope against a surety that it shall surely come to to pass because there are testimonies not only in the Bible but around us and some in this place can testify. Brother Jordan shared a little story about the little lady that carried and shouted and ran the aisles with a suit on a hanger in the stead of her husband that needed to be saved. But there's more to that story. After they, after God saved him and he came in the church and filled him with the Holy Ghost and they're living for God, they were trying children. And the doctor said you can't have children. They went through all of the medical procedures to try to make that happen and it just didn't happen. So that same mama, and I say that in faith, that same lady that took that suit on a hanger went and bought a onesie. And she took that onesie and she put it up on that pew beside her. And when she shouted, she held that onesie. When she danced, she held that onesie. When she had a victory march, she held that onesie. And now they don't just have one baby. They got two children. I'm trying to tell somebody, when hope arises, what the doctors say is impossible becomes a possibility. Abraham, what are you doing? I'm hoping against hope. I'm a hundred years old, but I got a promise. I've got a promise inside of me. God said I was going to be the father of many nations. Now, you see, this is the issue here. Some of us 
get locked in on the circumstance. Some of us get locked in on the circumstance and we forget the promise. God said, I'm going to do this for you. And we say, but God, this is going on in my life. Come on, anybody with me right now? God says, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to deliver you. And we say, but God, what about my dilemma? God doesn't care about your dilemma. God doesn't care about your mountain. None of that is a hindrance to Him. What He cares about is that you let hope arise in your life and say, God, I don't care what's going on. I don't care who's going crazy. I don't care what the doctor said. My hope is not in all of that. My hope is in you. I, I, I just did two of my least favorite things in the world right now in the last two days. I flew in a commercial plane and I stayed in a hotel. And I hated both of them. Now, you laugh, but until you spend about four or five hours on a jet plane hemmed up with about 300 people and every one of them with masks on. And the pilot and the, and, the, uh, and the crew threatening you for federal prosecution if you let your mask drop down below your nose. Welcome to America. Hotels. I know I'm, I'm, I'm a little soapbox right here, but just give me a minute. Hotels, when you're not sure what's under the covers, <laughs> when you pull them back, I'm itching just thinking about it. Oh, my God. Thank God for my motorhome. But what I'm trying to tell you is this. Our world system is jacked up. It's messed up. I'm, this is not a political announcement. I'm telling you, our world is messed up. I don't, have, I don't find one thing in this world that I have hope in. But I've got a God that's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I'm able to ask or think imagine come on my hope is in Christ Jesus and I can tell you unreservedly there is nothing in my life that is impossible to him come on I wish somebody believed me believe that with me right now let hope arise in you and let the impossible become possible. Abraham. There was no human or scientific avenue 
to make a promise happen. Watch me right here. Just, just stay with me just a minute. Do you understand that when God puts you in an impossible situation, it's for your own good? You want to know why? Because when it is impossible to you, you have to trust something bigger than you. When you sit down across from the doctor and the doctor says, listen, I'm, I'm doing all I can do. I've, I've done just, I've done everything I can do. I'm going to walk out of there, throw my hands up in the air and say, God, you got me just where you want me. Because when it's impossible to man, it is possible with you. My hope is in you. Come on. The Bible still said all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his. Come on. Do you believe that today? I'm trying to tell you, God is working for your good today. And when science says it's impossible, when man says it's impossible, God said, wait just a minute. He steps out and says, let me give you hope that's beyond all of that, and I'll work for you. Promise. The promise. Anybody here living with a promise? Six or seven of you? Let me, let me do that again. You might have missed the question. Is there anybody here living with a promise? Whew, I'm feeling better. I said, are you living with the promise? Oh, hallelujah. Watch this. Abraham, what are you doing? Just living with a promise. Abraham, it doesn't make sense. In case you don't know, God doesn't always make sense. The way God does things doesn't always make sense. <laughs> and so... It was as impossible as saying you can jump so high with your bare free feet that you can touch the clouds. It was impossible. A hundred-year-old man about to be the father of many nations. Abraham knew all the impossibilities and limitations. And everything and every reason why the promise. You know, the devil wants to make sure you know that. That you understand every reason why the promise is going to fail. He wants you to know that that's so ridiculous to even speak that. Ah, oh, but wait. The Bible said that Abraham spoke of things as though they were, even though they were not. 
Abraham, have you lost your sillies? Are you crazy? Yep. Got a God. I said, I've got a God. I said, I've got a God. God says today to this church, I'm about to manifest my glory in the midst of you. Hear me right now. He is the God who calls things that are not as though they were. He is the God who has promised. And God speaks to you today by His Word and through His Spirit to tell you, get ready, get ready. Hope is about to rise in your life. And the fulfillment of the promise of impossibility is about to manifest itself in your life. There will be doors that will open to you that no man can shut. There will be doors that will close that cannot be opened. But he will go before you and he will manifest the miraculous and the supernatural before you. And the promise will come to fruition. No, that's not good enough. I need to get somebody else that will believe me right now. That will believe God right now. I said the promise, the fulfillment of the promise is about to happen in your life. Tell your neighbor, have hope. It's time that we, the church, understand God has promised and He never takes His promise back. He's not a man that He should lie. If He said it, mark it down, get ready. Let your hope arise, not in man, but in God. What do I do, preacher? You got to have faith. I said you got to have faith. Watch what the writer in Hebrews said. Now faith is the substance of things and the evidence of things not seen. What brings the evidence of things not seen? The substance of things. What are you going to do, Abraham? I'm just going to have faith. And when he had faith, the Bible said the promise was manifested. You know the rest. I don't need to go into that. I'm just trying to tell you that what the devil is trying to get you to do today is to focus on the circumstances surrounding your promise. And the impossibility of it happening. 
But I already told you, when it's impossible to you, it's when it becomes possible to God. But God wants somebody to, to, to understand that we must couple faith with hope. And realize that when that happens, it will manifest in a miracle. Watch this now. In Ezekiel, it's the story of the valley of dry bones. 37, 9, God speaks to the prophet of God and he says to him, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith Ezekiel, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Now can you imagine how ridiculous that looks? For a man who's supposed to be a prophet of God to stand in the middle of a valley of dry bones and tell those dry bones, breathe. Hey, Sarah, I I need you to go get that coffee pot going right now. I need a cup for everybody in here right now. Do, do, Do you hear what I'm trying to tell you? It's impossible. It's a nation that has died. But watch what Ezekiel does. He doesn't stop and say, well, now God, let's let's just talk about this a minute. Let's, Let's reason this out a little. You know, isn't there another way to get people to believe that you're God? So I prophesied. As he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. When when we find ourselves without hope, the Spirit of the living God causes hope to rise. Verse 12. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves." And shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Now watch me here. My old bishop and pastor used to say, 
A grave is just a rut that's open at both ends. Think about it just a minute. What are you saying, Bishop? I'm telling you that some of you are in a rut this morning. But it's become a grave. But the Lord sent me here on this Sunday morning. I was driving along. I I didn't have any idea what I was going to preach this morning. I was driving along and the Lord said, you just tell them when hope rises. So I'm just telling you what the Lord spoke to me while I was driving along trying to figure out what we were going to do today. And I want somebody to understand that God is about to breathe on you and He's about to bring you out of your grave. Come on, that's become a rut that's kept you from receiving the miracle. Come on. God said you're going to know I'm God when I bring you out of your grave and I set your feet on the terra firma again and you're going to breathe and you're going to be a mighty arm. Come on, somebody. I want somebody to realize God's going to raise you up when hope arises. Hope said I'm coming out of this grave. You can be seated. Psalmist, Psalm 31 and 24. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. Listen, we got all this cattywampus. We're putting our hope in things that are hopeless. We're trusting in things that are going to disappoint, that are going to let us down. But the prophet Jeremiah said, Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. When we understand the circumstances of our life and we realize That God has us where He wants us. That is not an opportunity for us to fold up shop, find a cave somewhere, and drown in self-pity. But it is a time for us to understand that God is trying to get us to trust Him and put our hope in Him and realize that He's going to bring us out on the other side of this trial, on the other side of this test, on the other side of this circumstance, and He's going to have performed the miraculous supernatural in our lives, and He will change things that nobody... Listen. This is, this is what's going to happen in this last day. We're going to see a revival of the miraculous. Listen, read, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Everywhere that Jesus went, he did a miracle be, before he preached a message. I know, Pastor, he hits this hard, but I, I believe we've got to get a hold of it. We, we've got to get a hold of the idea that we've got to start hanging some wheelchairs on the wall. 
Sister Lori Ann, we got to start getting some doctor's reports that say, hey, let me show you something. Come on. What the doctor said was a road that you're headed down. God said, roadblock. Come on. God said, I don't care what man says. I don't care what circumstances say. I'm the God of hope. And if you'll trust me, I will get you through your stuff. Sister Shelley, that feeding tube working good today? Good. It quit being here, started being here. Uh, you, you, I want you to understand that God doesn't make promises he doesn't keep. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. That's not, I might do it. That's not, maybe. He said, with his stripes, we are healed. I wish somebody let hope rise in you today and say, I receive my healing. I receive my healing today. When hope rises, your children that have gone crazy. I said your children that have gone crazy. God begins to bring them in alignment with His Word and by His Spirit. He begins to do things that all of the little late night talks that you had with them couldn't do. All of the shaming and guilt that you used that you thought would turn them around didn't work. But when God begins to work and we put our hope in Him and we let hope rise in us, then God begins to send conviction on that son or that daughter or that husband or that wife or that grandma or that grandpa. Come on, that friend or loved one. God begins to deal with them and God begins to turn them around and God begins to draw them to Him. And when they come, they'll be ready for the miraculous uh, hand of God to turn them around. Quit despairing. Quit losing hope. God's got him in his sight right now. Come on, I wish somebody believed God for your lost loved one right now. Come on, reach up your hands right now. Reach up your hand and say, God, my hope is in you. You're going to save them. You're going to save them. You're going to save them. Come on, that's it. Release that faith right now. Release that faith to trust God. Come on, that's it. I feel something happening here right now. I feel a release in the Holy Ghost. 
God's drawing right now. God's dealing with some soul right now. Let hope rise up in you today. Jesus, come on. Come on, I wish you'd lift your voice right now to God. Tell God you trust Him. You trust Him with your son. You trust Him with your daughter. You trust Him with your mama or daddy. You you trust Him with your wife. You trust Him with your husband. Come on. Come on, that's it. Oh, there's something moving in here right now. I felt God release something in this place right now. He's doing a resurrection right now. I said He's doing a resurrection right now. He's doing a restoration in somebody's life that you love. God oh God God I'm believing you right now God there are going to be some phone calls God there's going to be some phone calls there's going to be some God some connection that's going to begin to happen in the next few days and you're going to show yourself mighty in the midst of this your people God that you're moving in ways that we thought were impossible God that you're doing what we could not God, I'm believing you and I release it to be so in the midst of this people this day. Stand with me, stand with me, stand with me. I feel the Holy Ghost trying to break in right here. I got more that I could say, but I, I feel like God wants to help somebody in this place right now in the name of Jesus. Listen. Writer in Romans said we're saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? You know what what he said? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. You want to know what hope is? It's staring at the door. Waiting for it to open and believing that when it opens... They're coming through, Brother Michael. Come on, somebody. I said it's looking at the door. It's finding a prayer room somewhere and praying. And in the Spirit, God revealing to you what He's doing. And on the other end, God's doing what He revealed to you. I'm looking for somebody here today that needs hope to rise in your life. You found yourself struggling. You found yourself at times, as Brother Jordan said this morning, even feeling like giving up. And uh, God has sent us here, the two of us today. I had no idea what he was going to teach. 
But God has sent us to tell you that He's about to fulfill His promise in your life. But you need hope to rise in you right now. And I'd like for you to make that step of faith down that aisle. Come and stand around this altar and lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, let hope rise in me. Let hope rise in me. Let me help me believe you for the impossible and the improbable to be brought to pass in my life. Come on, that's it. That's it. Yay! In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God, release it. Release it. Release it. Release it in the hearts of your people. Now faith, now faith, now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I got hope, God, that the things, God, that you promise are going to be brought to pass. God, I'm going to see them with my own eyes. God, I'm going to experience them in my life. Just like you promised Abraham and fulfilled your promise, you're going to fulfill your promise in me. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church, that's it. Come on, that's it. Get ready. Woo! In the name of Jesus.